We began last week in Melachim Beis, Perichav Beis, the Tikkunim that Yoshio HaMelech is trying to take care of in the Beis HaMikdash. And during the process, not by coincidence, they find a Sefer Teira. Some say there's a Sefer Teira from Meshach Benu, the original one, what was startling and understood by them as a simon minashamayim is that it was niglal exactly to the Pasuk that Hashem was going to take them and their melech into Gullus, which is what Rashi and Yud Gimel mentions. And the fact that there were kemat no Sifrei Teira, there was Sifrei Teira around the Klai Yisrael, but no Sifrei Teira that were within range of the palace that they were interested in showing to the Melech, either because they were afraid the Melech might do something. He didn't prove himself yet, and other Melochim had destroyed Sifrei Teira, or the fact that they didn't want him to get too from, or a mixture of both, depending who was in the cabinet. But the stir will be caused by the fact that Yoshio is clearly a tzaddik and trying to do the right thing. And he has a very positive reaction. The fact that he hadn't been exposed is part of the general matzav, but it's going to be greatly improved. Let's go back to Perichav Beis, Pasig Yud. If you remember Pasig Tess, Shafan HaSeifer was coming to give the weekly report to the Melech. And he starts off that this is what we did with the various sub-projects and we gave the Kesef to the Esim Malacha and only in the second sentence does he mention and almost by the way we found this Sefer Teir so some of Hashem suggest that he wasn't overly eager to give over the information again either because he was afraid the Melech would have reaction that if we have a safer terror, we should either put it away or do something worse, or the reaction might be too much to the right to his liking. We don't know that much about Shafana Sefer, so we don't have to darshan Laganai, but we're not sure it's Lashvach either. Because to be a footnote, when Yoshio Amelech is going to do so much, so much good with this news, Lacharit should be major news, and he should have it first on the agenda, which he clearly does not. So he writes his Kriya, takes it very seriously. He's not unlettered to the extent that it doesn't make a ration. He had the Messiah even if he doesn't have access to the printed word, so to speak. Even if he did, but the fact that it happens to be on this Pusik is understood fully to be interpreted that it's not happenstance and it's a message. And the message is the Klai Yisrael needs to do tshuva, needs to do a lot of tshuva, needs to do it quickly, and he's in charge. And he took that very seriously, Baruch Hashem. The democratic system of separation of church and state, is even in America, Baruch Hashem, most of the time, it's kept. My son asked me recently, you get to a certain age, you start realizing what's going on. He said, 
Why in the world is December 25th a legal holiday? Isn't there a separation of church and state? So it's a good kasha. The separation of church and state, mostly. I said, mostly? I said, before you file a brief with the Supreme Court, uh, I wouldn't, there are better things to do with your time. Uh, yeah? There's also, it's not, uh, uh, we also have no parking signs in front of schools and in front of churches and mosques. Uh, um, no, it's a, it, a concept of respecting religion, but not having a state religion. Yes, yeah, so if I tell him that, you're right, but if I tell him that, he's going to say, so why isn't the first day of Pesach, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Kippur a legal holiday? I said, because we're in Gullis. He didn't ask me that for but I told him before he'd asked. We're in Gullis, and this is the way it's going to be. The fact that they have no parking signs because they want safety, and they want safety for the citizens, the pedestrians, okay, good. But Lamaisa, I proceeded to tell him something I try to hammer away at every opportunity here. I said, Baruch Hashem, you didn't live 300 years ago, because on the 25th, the Pashup Shat Nitzel they had to stand by their door with their guns, which they didn't have. Sticks would be a better, better description and protect the lives of their families. And we don't have to do that. It's a legal holiday, and it's illegal to kill Yidin, Baruch Hashem. So that's the, the only vestige is that we have a day off that we should learn more for our yesterday's drasha, then that's good. Lamaisa, there is a facsimile, a very, very faint Comparison, Baruch Hashem, separation of state and religion, but it's not supposed to be a separation. The fact that we shouldn't have one person around the country who's both the Kain Gadol and the Melech, that was the discussion with the Chashmanayim, being Kainim and Melachim, that's not good because you just can't concentrate on 100 things at once. You shouldn't have all the power in one place. It's a different type of separation. With that said, as we have seen throughout Navi, the purpose of the Melech is to enforce halacha, besides fighting Melchim Hashem, which is also halachic in nature. He's supposed to be breaking the hands of Rishayim. They have a word for that in Yisrael today. It's called Kviyad Datit. And they don't like it. Well, it's a democracy, and therefore it doesn't exactly fit. That's part of Golas. But the purpose of the Melech is to enforce halacha. And Yoshio, as kings go, does it in a very, very strong way. We're going to see yet, some say that he should have been even stronger. He thought he had gotten rid of all the of Avarazara, and he did it without killing too many people. He's going to get to the Mezbeach from Yorob Menevat, and he's going to burn bones. But those bones are of people, Rishayim, who were dead a long time. He's going to do it to make a point, but we don't see him killing a lot of people. He felt he didn't have to. That's great. But he also felt he eradicated the Avarazara, and that's going to be his undoing, because he didn't. And some... Farshim suggests maybe because not enough of a force of power was displayed. But that's a difficult art. You don't want to hurt people, certainly, uh, when it's not necessary. You want to show that you mean business. So he was trying to show he meant business. Question is, was it too early to declare victory? And he thought it wasn't, and that's why he's going to not let Pyro through. And the uh, bitter reality was that it was too early and he didn't finish the job. That's going to be, and I'm mentioning that, and we'll Mr. Shem get to that, but the Melech is going to be trying very hard. And he's going to have such an awakening over here that in his Islavus, he's going to insist the people join him in his Isairis, which they will to an extent. Isairis is an interesting thing. Our job is to be 
spreading this Zairus to other people, and that's part of Arvus and Achea Tochiach. And at the end of the day, we hope that the Zairus will be catchy, and they'll have this Zairus, but the Zairus has to be kindled from within. And that's uh, tricky, and that's hand-to-hand uh, combat and trench warfare, and uh, not easy to do. Yes? No, he writes Korea because he saw the tragedy was spelled out and it meant them. And he was afraid the Gezeir was pending, and he was right. And he's going to go check it out with the Navi now. He's going to send a delegation, and the Navi is going to say, much worse, that you're right, and it is pending, and you better do something drastic. So he understood that quite well. He writes Korea because it was bad news. He's going to try to turn it into good news, which is what you're supposed to do when you get bad news. But that's, uh, that's why he writes Korea. So he brings the notables, the members of the cabinet, and the Kain Gadol, and he asks them as a delegation to go to the Navi to find out exactly what it means and what they're supposed to be doing. He realizes this is a personal issue because the Pasuk says that Hashem is going to take you and your king into Gullus. So please ask Hashem what I should do and what Klai Yisrael was supposed to do. Very interesting. He says, what do we do to escape the wrath and to put things in order? And it's very terrible. He wasn't incorrect in saying that. He wasn't trying to throw the guilt on somebody else. We have to fix it up, but it started a while ago. I think the emphasis of that over here is that it's not just we did an Avera yesterday and we have to fix it up and do Tshuva and Slachlana today. It's that we have multi-generational issue. And interestingly enough, his father was a Russia. His grandfather was also a Russia, but did Tshuva. And the jury, I don't want to say the jury's still out, because in Shemaim they passed him that already, and it sounds like most Amaraim, we have a two Amaraim on record. We were discussing this in the Psaic last night. The mile of having two tracks a few months apart is because you get to build on what you thought about and said already. People ask me, what's the difference between the Pesach Navi and the, the Muncie? It says the Pesach has usually even more. It's everything we said plus the, their questions also. So I was going through the Gemara last night with Abashi in his nightmare when he said, let's talk about our colleagues. Then he said, let's talk about our Rabbeim. Sounds to me like Abashi's passing like Rabbi Yudah, that his tshuva was accepted. It wasn't, and he didn't go to Olam Haba, and he's in the list of those who didn't go to Olam Haba. And yet Rashi says that with a dream, and he calls him, after he didn't know the first halacha and halachas brachas, would have cut the bread, he called him his Rebbe, and he said it in Shir. Rabbi Yechanan, the Amaram, here, paskining in Amalchagas Tanam against the general Klal, Yechav Rab Malachag Rabim, and Rabbi Yechanan Beferish later on in the Gemara says that how can you say his tshuva wasn't accepted? You're going to close the door to potential Baldi tshuva. And he davened, and the davening wasn't proper, but Hashem carved a hole, even though the Malachim were Makatrigim, and they didn't want to let the tefillah because the tefillah was a chutzpah, but Hashem let it through. So the two Amaram we hear from on the blot, both Paskan like Rabbi Yudah, that he was a Baldi tshuva, and the, it was a Baldi tshuva, as the Pusik says he's Baldi tshuva. The question is for what? 
So remember, the Malbim said he did tshuva for Vodazar and not for Ritzicha. And others would interpret the Rabbanon that he did tshuva, but it wasn't enough, and he could not do the damage, even though he did tshuva for 33 years, and the evil regime was the first 22 years. Rabbanon said it didn't help, and they're the Rabbim. But Mavashi seems to be passing like a Yudah, and Biochanan is Kemat Beferish, and that's why whenever we go back to it, talk about, well, what was Manasha now? Who knows? But there are enough Makairis that he got into Omhaba and the truth was accepted. So he's talking about his father, possibly his grandfather, his great grandfather, Chizkiyah Amelach. So the line, Ashel Lashamu Avosenu, is fascinating. Avosenu just puts it all together, the collective Avosenu, even though some of them were big tzaddikim. Ah, uh, yes, correct. And a sosvat for Bali Tshuva in general, even, which is what Rabbi Yechanan said, really. He says, even if he didn't deserve it, for all the other potential Bali Tshuvas, he deserves it. And yes, he knew how to learn. That's the, uh, many, many Gemaras that seem to indicate that. That's a nice way of saying it. Rabbi Menavat is, uh, again, I always say I don't want to have nightmares, but that's more questionable. Because he's on the list and there's not Machlechus. Hashem offered, but the last line we had over there was that he didn't take it. Yes, the offer was there. Yes, yes, yes. That's not the biggest chus you can have. Lamaisa, the Teres Machsadan Lamutav, most of the time. 99.9. Yes. That is not a hal- halavai, that would be a kasha. But if you've been around here long enough to know that unfortunately that's not a guarantee, especially in the zigzag of the Malchi Yehuda. Unfortunately, in the Malchi Yisrael, there's no zigzag. It's just zag, or zig, whichever way it goes in the wrong direction. Uh, it's, there's not much, not much uptick with Malchi Yehuda there was, but we've had examples of children who weren't doing the right thing, even though the parents, Manasha started off at 22 years, his father was Chizkiah, with all the premonitions and warnings and his shtadlis to the contrary. So, nothing's in the bag and there's no free lunch. So, he sends them to the Navi with this warning, please find out what it means and what we're supposed to do. And they're all going. We will do Chazar in a moment. Why they went to Chulda. Chulda was an Aviyah, but She's in Avia on a lower madrega than the Navi Hadar, because every Navi was a lower madrega, not because there was a lady here. And we have a functioning Navi, his name is Yirmiya, or Yirmiyahu. And it's certainly noticeable. This delegation was not sent to him. The question is why. We'll go back to that in a moment. Shalom ben Tikva, big tzaddik. And we're going to see soon uh, both about her and about, interesting, he's married to a big tzaddik, but she was in Avia, which is fine. He had his, he had his schusim. That was his job in the base of That wasn't his only claim to fame. And they report what happened with the Sefer the finding of the Sefer and where it was Nigalal to. And let's go to the Gemara you have in front of you, the Gemara in Megillah, which we saw in a different context. Now we're going to see it again to focus on this. Uh, the comment that the Dasefram has is that there was a mistake over here. There are copies in front somewhere. 
Gagi, you have the original pile somewhere? Maybe somewhere? The fact that the Melech sends the delegation and doesn't go himself is noteworthy. Is it a Pella? Not a Pella. The Melech often, the Melech is very busy, doesn't always go himself, but that wasn't a function of busyness. What? Yeah. It's not a function of being busy. Every, every, every Melech, every president, Mahavdal, is busy, but you're busy because you have a very tight schedule, so put this on the tight schedule. This is kind of very pressing. So, as you alluded to, in his mind, the Melech shouldn't be going to the Navi, Navi should be going to the Melech, which is normally true, even though it was hotly debated in a good way between the two greatest Adikim of the previous generations, Chizkiyo and Yeshio, Navi, and Yeshaya Navi had a um, situation he didn't know what to do in this particular message and HaKadosh Baruch Hu solved it so to speak by having Chizkiyo sick and, and Yeshaya playing the role of Mavakar Chayla so then it's a Dover Pashit you've got to go visit the Chayla not the other way around it wasn't uh, covered me Baruch like you mentioned you haven't been a before it's the question of Halacha and they didn't really know and that's fine they, they weren't criticized for that. There were other cases where there was a criticism. The Maestro with Pinchas, and over here, perhaps, he didn't go. It's clear that at this point in time, there was not a close relationship between the young king and Yermio Anavi. Yoshio is going to continue to steig in a very positive way, and the relationship will get closer to the extent that when he dies, the Gadol by his lips, hearing his whispers, his last words as he's dying, as he's bleeding, is Yermio. And that, at that point, was fitting, and the relationship will grow. But at this point, the, the palace, his father, maybe his grandfather, didn't have much to do with them by design. Here, he's just trying to figure things out. So it was a slight criticism. The Navi's not going to attack him for this, but there will be, in her response, a reference to the fact that she's... Mazaza a little bit in his covered. She's criticized for that. Everything's again kafima dregasam. But the criticism is coming from the fact that he's not here with the delegation. You want to come with your entourage? Okay. But he wasn't here. And uh, clearly by design. So they go and they visit the Navi, and the Gemara wants to know why this Navia and where was Yermiya. So take at Yudalarama uh, Bay is about midway through the Umud. First word line is, actually, let's go back uh, one line. Chulda, first word line. Chulda Kravis Yermia Haisav Lahavi Makbet Alal. She was related to Yermia, and there was no issue of Mer Halacha Mipne Rabba when you have the Navi Adar, and she is almost a Tamida, so you cannot let a Paskin in front of the Rebbe. If they visit, she should say, look, I, I'd be happy to discuss it, but you want a nevuah from HaKadosh Go to Yirmiya another. You're coming from the king. It's not a private session here. You want to know about your ruchnius. So go to him. So the Gemara mentions that Mitzad, Yirmiya Anavi, he was Michael. She was a karev. Very happy she should receive the nevuah. Receiving a nevuah was a, an unbelievable gift. The Gemara turns the kasha on the melech. Why the melech? send the delegation to her in the first place. Not a question of 
Mara Allah Mibne Rabba. Yeshia Gufa Hechishavagirmiya Meshadu Ligaba. So why indeed were they sent to her? The Gemara gives two Tewitzim. Amidibay Rabshi. Lebim Nesha Nashim Rahmani is saying. You gotta be very careful with this answer. Nashim Rahmanius. Now every Navi became a Navi only because he was a Tzadikadar and he went through the entire Messias Lasharm, not just reading it. He went through Messias Lasharm. Is the Madrega by Madrega, the description of what you have to do to become a Navi. It's a lifetime of activity, and you could be Kemat Olamad Vavnik and Ur Olamad Vavnik and Awadaris and not reach it. Matter of fact, the classic example is somebody who steigt and did the absolute most of what they could do with their talents, and they still didn't receive Navu, and they were disappointed, was the Talmud of Yemiya Baruch who was the next God of Ladar, and Yemiya told him, not everybody's Zeich, and you didn't get it, don't worry about it. Navua is still a gift after all the effort. So, the fact that somebody receives Navua is already an entire safer of Haskama written on their Madrega. The reason I'm giving that Hakdama, even though we should know this already, is because they don't interpret and put in their own feelings into the Navua that they're giving over, uh, there's nobody there in terms of their uh, zikh, in terms of what their personal preferences are in a human that is getting into this nevuah. If that were a possibility, the nevuah would be something you couldn't listen to. So Amesha Ben, who was the greatest novi, had to be the un of Mikal Adam. There was, there was nobody there that had any personal agenda, which is obvious but has to be fully understood and kept in mind all the time. So the fact Nashim Rahmani is saying that uh, go to a lady, she might give you something a little softer because uh, they have Rahmanas and Yermi as a man, that's not what it means. Well, it's good to say over the Pshat, but the Pshat isn't before you get to what the Pshat is. So what the Pshat is, is that if she received the Navua already, and often the Navi received the Navua on the spot, but quite often they received it beforehand, the Navua was ready for when they would come to hear it. And she was ready. And she heard it before, and she heard the bad news. And she davened, like every Navi, and they, they still davened to... What do we do? What's the best example of Navi of this, if you remember that far back? Of a, a very famous Navi, the second most famous Navi in Klai Yisrael. And he received an Avu, and he spent the whole night crying and davening to undo it, and he couldn't undo it. Anybody uh, recall? Shmuel. Right. He received an Avu about his Talmud Muvik Shoal, and the Malchus is over, and he spent the whole night davening to undo it and he couldn't do it sometimes the is and that's it and you gotta try so over here they were banking on this they understood that if she had an avur ready for them she had received it before and she would daven to mitigate whatever midas arachimim could be employed and, and give it to them um, whatever it is in a way where it's already somewhat mixed more with the midas arachimim that they need for her tefillahs because otherwise they would turn around if she just got it on the spot and ask her to daven anyway and that's what means Rahmani is saying that women have an advantage in tefillah. They could turn on the tears and put more into it. Not that Yirmiyah cared one iota less about Klai Yisrael, Khalila. It's just that the women have that Kayach tefillah. So he was hoping that if they go to her and she received the Nebuah already, she'd be able to perhaps mitigate it if it's really bad news. He thought wrong. She tried, as Yirmiyah would have tried. It's going to be scathing anyway. One can only imagine perhaps what it would have been had uh, she not davened? Okay. We'll never know. But the Navua is what it is, and 
the silver line is going to be he's going to react very positively. That's sheet number one. Sheet number two. He said, it doesn't necessarily negate the first shot, but the practical Matthias on the ground was the Yermia was not in town. And when you're not in town in the olden days, you're not available by phone or any other mode of communication. And uh, she was in charge of giving over Navuas if there is one to give over. He wasn't in town. They couldn't go to him. Very rare for a Navi not to be in town. He wasn't in town because he had a very, very special job to do. He went to be a whoever was willing to come back, whoever was Jewish enough to come back still, or was firm enough to want to come back, to bring back Terry Tisrael, that we should have a Sarasa Shrot and That's very important, especially since they're going into Gullus and a few more Prokim. And when we go into Gullus, the Bavel, they'll be representatives in their Sarasa Shrot, which is good for us, lots of love them. There were probably representatives before, but now they're going to be even more, which is very important. What? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, we'll see soon in the Gemara. At this point, for good or for bad, it was, uh, it was the result of the bad, but the, the good news is there were no two sides anymore. Yoshio himself will be king over the, whatever is left or whoever is coming back from the Osiris Hashvatim, and there'll be one Klai and that's the way it was since then. We have amongst us mostly Yehuda, some Benyamin, some Levim, Kainim, and spattering of the other Osiris Hashvatim. They're living in Yerushalayim beforehand because they had gone decades and maybe centuries before to join Klai and escape Yerav Menavot and all the other kings, or they're brought back now, which is beautiful. Whoever is willing to come back, yes. I would venture to say whoever is willing to come back, coming back, travel, we think, sure, he took an um, LL flight there, and some of that direct flights by then, and they weren't flying on Shabbos, that year we on the plane, and they're coming right back, and they got them all on board, Operation Flying Carpet. Anybody traveling then, they weren't on the other end of the world, but they were already settled. That's very big of them to pick up and leave. That's very difficult. I'm sure, I don't know what the stats were, but it doesn't sound like it was Roiv. I don't know if it was more than a trickle. Yirmiya B'chede Ba'atzma didn't send a message. He came there himself because he wanted it to work. So I'm sure he was somewhat successful, but it's very difficult to pick up. This is what they called home. This is years afterwards to pick up and leave. And, and when you're leaving, not the whole family is coming, we know, and they're going to be, why are you leaving? Why are you coming? Who's coming? Who's that? Difficult. It was difficult to leave. We hope not, because then, if that were the case, we'd have your kasha. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping uh, that's not the case. And I assume, look, if they come back, I'm not saying it's impossible. There's a danger. But you know what? There's a danger of the people under Yoshio HaMelech right now who are doing Avarazara. So are they worse than that? The very good news is going to be Yoshio is going to make try quite a roshim and bring people up. So let them bring them up. I, I assume Yermio was selective. Uh, Nebuch, we have uh, from the 1940s and onwards, where they went to these countries to pick up Yidden, and they were selective, but Rahmullah in the other direction. And they kidnapped kids and promised the parents to putting them in from situations, and they didn't, and that was done by design. Yermio, Baruch Hashem, is doing the exact opposite. It's a danger. You're splitting up families. Not everybody's coming. Not everybody's coming now. So you have to imagine that Yermio, through the fact that he was Das Terran, he was another, he was able to see who would be more likely to make it. So, he went back to get them. 
know they came back. And when I say they came back, I don't believe it was all of them, as I just mentioned. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk alludes to the fact, this uh, Pasuk in Yecheskel, if you look at Rashi, go to the left, Yecheskel Amru, first word lines, Yecheskel. Yecheskel Amru, Vuhun is Nave Besayach, Yedal Shan Shabain, Golis Yechanlia, the so right before the Chorban, he's giving a Nevoah that whoever's selling their land, Yevil, which normally every 50 years the lands go back, and he's giving a Nevoah, they're not coming back because we're not going to make it to the next Yevil, and therefore right now, they're going to come back 70 years after that, right now you're not getting your land back. Next Rashi. It's an interesting lambdas. Sesashvatim went to Gaul in time of Chizkiah. That was a while back. And we know that you need Rav of Klaeson and Eitzel to have the dinner of Shemitah and Yevil. So Rashi says, It's been a long time. The Sesashvatim went to Gaul in stages, if you recall. And once Ruven got Chatzishev Menashe and Eva Yadin are gone, there's no Yevil for the rest of Klai Yisrael already because you don't have Rav Yeshver Alem. The Yecheskelim is not Milachas Manshivatul. And Yecheskel saying, by the way, you should know, unfortunately, between now and the Churban, there's not going to be another Yevil. Well, there hadn't been the prospect and the possibility of Yevil for many, many years now. So why is he saying Yevil is going to be Batul? So apparently, in between, enough Yidin came back. And this is going to be a right to your question, by the way. You want numbers. Enough Yidin came back that they're at 51%. Now, there's Machlik Shishainim in Gitten, whether this means a simple census of 51% or Reivavid Shevet. So that's going to be subject to this Machlikis. If it's a simple 51%, I still don't know how many came back because Yehuda at this point, Amben Yaman and Shevet Levi, and those that came before were a nice amount of people. So I don't know how many more came back. It wasn't another 50 people. But we have a number that we need to get from whatever that was to 51%. If you need Reivavid Shevet, then he succeeded to bring back many again. It could be there were 10% there already, and he brought back another 41%, but then you need 51%, so it was a nicer number. We still don't have the exact number. But the Gemara is proving from here, if Yevil was already in operation, and then Yechazkel saying it's going to be bottled again, unfortunately, that means that many came back in between. Again, back to the Gemara. Minol and Dahadr, Dechsev, and there was only one king, one people. This a pasuk that we will discuss in the coming weeks. That when he comes to eradicate the avodas and burn everything, he comes to the area there, says Ashvatim, and he comes to the city and he asks the people, what's this cavern, what's this seeing on the cavern, who's this? And they tell him, oh, those are the old of the Avazar, and he takes out the bones and he burns them. And what's he doing there? He's not king over there, says Ashvatim. And the answer is, yes, he was. Whoever came back, either 51% were there or less, but enough people around to remember the Messiah of where this was and what was going on there. And they even remember a Kever Isha, Lakim Ashebam Yehuda. Remember the Navi Emes came and then he was killed and then he was buried next to the Navi Shekhar. 
the base L, and the people had the Maseira. Can you imagine? This is the Aserah Sashfatim of all Deva Nazar when they left. We remember the Navi said that Lassad Lava will be a great king, and he'll be a Tzadik, he's going to come, and he's going to burn all the bones in this Mizbeach, and burn all Deva Nazar. You're it. Can you imagine? They, were, they remembered the Maseira. You would think, well, we look at the Aserah such Rashan, they wouldn't pass on a Maseira like that. That's bad news for them. Yes, they did. They remembered clearly the Navua, and he said, You're obviously the king the Navi was talking about many, many years ago. So what is Yeshio doing operating in Basel if that wasn't his jurisdiction? The answer is, now it was. And now there's one place from. The positive note, we're going to do a few minutes of Peleyetz. If you can open up the Peleyetz. It's good we only have a few minutes because you open up the next topic. I'll be able to do the, I won't say the bulk of it, but a lot of it on Shabbos, which is probably better. And then having the cameras rolling for this one. Uh, so, sorry to make uh, the people listening wonder what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure some of it will spill into Shabbos and then Sunday. Page Kuf Pei Gimel, we finished discussing for now how much money you're spending on your family and what the budget's supposed to be and the delicate balance between generosity and being too stingy. And between wasting money on frivolous activities versus knowing how to spend to make it a simchadika atmosphere, and we discussed that over the last few weeks. And now we're ready to get married or marry off our children. So we can start the Zivug on page Kuf Pei Gimel in the old editions. He's going to talk about the importance of getting married to the right people at the right time. That sounds like a very simple subject, right? It won't take us more than a, a month or two. So the first disclaimer is not one size fits all. And we just have to remember that the Iker Hadin is the Mishnah that says, Ben Shmanesi L'Chuppah. Rab Chaim, uh, can I ask you his comments? Ben Shmanesi L'Chuppah, just shot in the Mishnah, means 17 in a day, into the 18th year. So if you didn't think 18 was difficult enough, uh, I was by Rab Chaim this past summer, so when I finished with the uh, pressing things we had to discuss, that I had to discuss, I had my two bochum there, so I figured I'd ask anybody. I knew what he was going to say. I just uh, figured maybe I'll uh, put it in a frame it away. So I said, for American bochum, what should I uh, say to American bochum? When should they start going out? So I didn't even finish the sentence. And he, he yells out, Ben So I don't think, so my sons are staying there, 20 other people are staying there. So what would what, that mean? So I don't think it means, I'm not going to say, I don't want to quote the mission, I don't think it means that he held American Bachram, that he knows they're getting married, starting to go out without the Nazi program at 22, 23, with the Nazi program at 21, 22, whatever. The case. I, I, he's aware of all that. So why was he telling me, Ben Shemana Seychup, especially if he knew that I knew that he said it means 17 in a day. So I think my interpretation is uh, just to keep in mind that uh, whatever heter you have, you're working with a heter, and if you're starting at 22, you're either four years late or five years late, and if you're working with a heter, you better have a heter. The primary heter is your learning, which is a good heter, and we use it. The second one is, if you're not learning, are we mature enough? That depends on the person. But whenever you talk about a sukkah, you got to start off with what the Mishnah says, and then the rare occasion where we're not going with the Mishnah, which is already from the Gemara, the Rishayim, and it's not a new American heter, so then you have to understand uh, what the exceptions are, what the Mishnah was referring to, because the din, the Ikra din doesn't change. You have to know what we're working with, and that's important, and I believe that's why he said it. So with that uh, introduction, Zoom Mitzvah Sa'avala Ben, the bottom of the page, 
Shiagia Leah's Ben Shmana Esrei. Sounds familiar? So he quotes the Mishnah, not surprising. Start with the Sugi, start with the Mishnah. Chal Hayeser Leben Esrim. Why doesn't he say 17 in a day? Well, that's a shadow of what 18 means. 18 means when you're one year, one year old, two years old, three years old, and you have a birthday party. So what are you? So one year old, you just started, you're a full one. You started, you're now one day, or your first day into your second year. Chal Hayeser, and certainly don't push it more than 20. And at that point, to look for a shit of not a very comforting thought. The Kosh Baruch is, I wait, I wait, I wait, 18, 19, or 17, 18, 19, however you want to put it. At 20, for sure, you got to get it done. Off the Sugan Kedushan, Chavtesan Abeis, Va'oilo La'av Shu Achzer Al Banov. Pelliades always says it like it is. And he says, if the father's waiting around and there's no heter, he's not learning and he's mature enough, what's he waiting for? It's not he's waiting for a shidduch for more money, whatever. He wants him uh, around the house. The farming is very tough. He needs him to join the business and he's busy. So, Oilo La'av Shu Achzer Al Banov. It's Achzarius. It's cruel to the son. And the daughter, she's ready. And it's his fault. And over here, the classic example, Kibbut Avim doesn't apply. The father stopping from doing a mitzvah. He doesn't have to listen if he's ready. And you should have other people involved to convince the parents that it's overdue. We don't normally... Assume on the doing a very but he's labeling it as even if you think you're starting up, it's not a very There's no chiv kibra aim over here. Kosher kain shema ben certainly if he's on his own already, and no one's stopping him. And then he's going to discuss the money issue, which the Hashem will probably start discussing this Shabbos.